and welcome to the hop show brought to you by hopped la make sure to go on the website hoppedla.com follow us on all of our social medias to check out all the latest content that's dropping podcasts like this one articles uh shows that we're actually filming a lot of great stuff just make sure to head over to hoppedla.com once again folks hoppedla.com now folks welcome to this week's show we have an exciting one uh, before we get into that, I know it's it's very uncertain times out there, folks. I don't know about you guys. I'm part of a drinking game. For every time I hear uncertain times in a podcast or some form of media, I have a drink of beer. So first of all, cheers. Anyway, to support all your local breweries, folks. Make sure to hit up all of their websites, social medias to see uh, information on deliveries, whether some offer to go. Um of course, you can go to Hopped LA. I believe we do have uh, a map with all the local services that breweries are providing. So make sure to hit them up, support them, like our friends over at El Segundo Brewing Company, which happens to be one of our sponsors. Real quick, guys, just make sure to go to their website. I believe it's elsegundobrewing.com slash store. They have all of their beers that you can buy there to pick up. I think you pick them up uh, next door to the Slice and Pint. I bought the six-pack of Crowler Special. It was the West Coast pack, so I got six crawlers worth of West Coast IPA from El Segundo Brewing. And man, oh man, my WrestleMania weekend was L-I-T. So I suggest you guys check them out, elsegundobrewing.com slash store. Now, now we got all that stuff out of the way. Today is our interview with my buddy Jason over at Ogopogo Brewing out of San Gabriel. It's easy for me to say Ogopogo. Ogopogo. There it is. All right. So anyway, Jason from Ogopogo Brewing. Enjoy. Put it on vibrate only. Ooh. Uh, wait, what level of vibrate do you prefer to keep it on? Like the heaviest of vibrations? Do you do like light? Um, what are my options? I've never... It says when the timer ends, it's going to play the radar, but I don't want a radar. I want no radar. This is Mr. Radar. Mr. Coffee. I don't want to go to the tone store either. Are you you picking the tone right now? (laughs) 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 Fucking Jason. I think the radar radar is going to happen. We're already starting this on the worst foot possible already. This is, is, oh God, what's going to happen? I'm just kidding. Um, talk. Do that uh, thing where you're talking to the mic and, and do you how's hear? That? Do you hear everything? By yes, the way, yes, I do. Yeah, good. Is it is it too much? Um, no. Okay, good because I don't know how to control it. Dude. Yeah, I'd like Even a little. If it was too loud. I'd like a little reverb. Ooh, uh, well, I'll add it in post. Yeah, I'll, so I'll tell them I got some reverb. I need some compression. <laughs> yeah, if it's not like vinyl quality, I'm not even gonna bother. Have you seen they they uh, redid a uh, High Fidelity? Did you watch that movie? I did. I, I didn't John, know. John Cusack, I think, yeah, right? wasn't Jack, Jack Black. Black yeah. mm-hmm. Such a great movie. They did a TV show, but I haven't seen it yet. I'm wary on, on uh, remakes of like that. I don't know. Isn't there something where he goes off about the doors? Because I mean, they, <laughs> they don't have a bass player. <laughs> Probably. Probably. I, I would assume so. I had a hard time getting behind that theory. Uh, doors fan? No, 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 not really. Oh, okay, good. 
I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> Doors are fine. I don't want to piss off a, half of my audience because I'm sure there's a lot of Doors fans out there. I don't, I don't, I don't need their. I don't need to get canceled. Who knows? All right, we're recording now, so we're 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 getting started. We're starting hot, ladies and gentlemen. My guest today, owner, brewer, and in my opinion, the best stash in the business, as I often refer to him, the banana eating extraordinaire himself, Jason. Hello. <laughs> A beacon of personality. Are you, Jason from Ogopogo. You're referring to my mustache. I get it. Your mustache is. It's one of the best. I think it's the best one. I haven't seen a. Well, I don't know. Are there any other mustaches in the beer industry you can think of right now? Um, like a famous mustache. Yeah, Mike Martinez, uh, mm-hmm. who works for Scout Distribution in San Diego, uh, used to work at Stone. Well, then I don't know him, so he doesn't count. He Sorry. has a Sorry fantastic mustache. Yeah, well, he's not here to debate me on this, so I'm going to just go ahead and say I'm right on this one. Best stash in the business, Jason. Thank you. How you doing, man? Never, never better. <laughs> a little bit of rib pain in my uh, front left. Front left. Part Why? What happened? Cage. I don't know. Is that from dry hopping? It's been reoccurring lately. <laughs> That's not good, especially right now. I feel like if you go to the hospital or go to any kind of like medical facility for, for care, probably tell you to go fuck yourself, right? I think that's what they do with rib injuries anyway. Yeah, it's like, you can get the fuck out of here. They say, stop moving. <laughs> Just stay the fuck home. We are recording this live three miles underneath Mount Ogopogo in their cellar, their top secret cellar. It's, uh, we're resp- uh, responsible, you know, six feet away, I think, right? Mm-hmm. We measured it out. Not really. <laughs> I was just going to say, we, <laughs> we did not measure We did it not out. measure, but it, it looks about, if I laid down on the ground, I think the distance of my body would be the distance between us and i am not six feet tall oh but i'm close yeah you're close enough like you're a, fine a few inches shy <laughs> um now let's see i remember hearing first hearing about you guys uh before i think it was a year something before i was living here in san gabriel at the time down the street actually and, and franny was like oh hey just you know there's a brewery opening up by your place i said get out of here she goes yeah it's these two guys you know i don't know much about them but like she doesn't, um, she doesn't know much about us? Well, at the time, she just said she didn't know much about it. You know, it's also been a while, so who knows? Lots of beer consumed since then, so my memory isn't the best. Uh, but I remember uh, um, hearing you guys are opening up, and I was really excited, and then I moved out of San Gabriel. So, <laughs> But I remember coming to you guys for the opening, and I fell in love with it. How did you guys end up here? Um, well, for the record... Um Franny and I used to work together. Oh, no way. At Golden Road. Okay. And also, she has still not been to our brewery. <gasps> Franny, get your shit together. <laughs> I actually asked if we could have a guild meeting here just to force her into coming here. It, it's, it's a good way to force her to get her down here. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that was, that was my start in brewing. Uh, I, I worked at Golden Road as a bartender. Uh, I'd been a home brewer for a while, and the brewers would come in on their lunch breaks, and I would dork out. I'd be like, oh, what are you guys making back there today? (laughs) But uh, eventually, we became pretty friendly. Mm -hmm. Um, They put together a little uh, 
soiree in Chloe's, which is like that private back room at the the one here. What do you call that? It's not Glendale. Um, it might as well be Glendale. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, the idea was to get the people who work in different departments to mingle and get to know each other. So they invited all the front of house staff, the brewing staff, everybody who worked in the middle building, which is sales, marketing, accounting, mm-hmm. HR, whatever. And not too many people from front of house actually went to it. Um, but I was pumped because I was like, oh, I'm going I'm to go hang out with these guys that make beer. Right. And sure enough, I did. Met all the brewers. Um, pretty much all of them attended. And, you know, did the uh, John Carpenter was the head brewer at the time. And I really silly, like walked up to him and said, hey, so you're the hot girl in the room right now. He's like, what? I'm like, oh, just, oh I'm my a, God. I'm a dorky home brewer. And he's like, oh, cool. He's like, I can tell. But he said, if you ever want to come back and help us on the can line, mm-hmm. as this industry loves to do, get as much free labor as you possibly can. 100%. That's all. Uh, I got to pay your dues, Jason. I'm not a fan of this. I I used it to work my way into this industry, but yeah. I hope to never. Well, I, I hope to work for free. <laughs> well, uh, we're in some interesting times right now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's. But are you against it strictly because it's you're getting free labor out of it? Because I mean, there is a sort of like romantic idea. I mean, I think so. Of like someone says, "Oh, you know, I came in here and just said, hey, you know, I'm willing to learn if you kind of let I, me do some work.' You know, I, I like that story. I definitely appreciate that. I've just seen it abused, and true. true. That is that's I, I fair. I don't think a good practice. Um, but yeah, I worked on their can line, and mm-hmm. uh, they eventually said, "Hey, we can pay you." And I said, "This is even cooler." <laughs> and so I started making minimum wage and just worked the can line. Really, really fun work. Um, but I maintained my job working in the bar. Because obviously I made a lot more money doing that. Um, eventually, someone in HR said, wait a minute. You can't be doing both. you got to pick. And that was uh, a real big opportunity for me. Uh, Cole Hackbarth, who was the lead brewer there at the time, he laid the bad news down and said, hey, I know you're probably going to want to go back to only bartending because you're not going to make enough money just working the can line. But what if I just made up an internship for you? I think he did finger quotes. Wow. <laughs> pardon me. You are pardoned. Uh, wow. He said internship. And um, how many ums have I said so far? Oh, we have a counter. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll give you the ultimate count at the end of the, at the end of the podcast. I really don't have a counter. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not. You guys, you know, maybe we can make it a home a game for people at home. People are not doing shit anyway. Might as well have them count how many ums we have so far. Basically, he said, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Jason. I give you a fucking olive branch for an idea and nothing. Spit no, in my face. I like the idea. Terrible. I, just, I didn't know how to run with it. I already, if it was a drinking game, I just drank. Oh, well, I'm just going to drink then. Basically... He made it so I could do whatever I wanted. and uh, Which is he, a great opportunity. Yeah. He said, you never have to work the can line again. I may make you wash kegs, and you're definitely going to be filling kegs. But 
if there's opportunities on days for you to shadow and learn in different departments, now it's a, a free for all for you, which was an amazing opportunity. When did you meet uh, J uh, Franny? At Golden Road. Yeah, like at what? Uh, towards the end. Okay. Um, she was taking over. I guess not too far. Maybe like halfway through, because um, she was doing their social media marketing. Um, yeah, so I guess we worked together for about six months. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now you have this license basically to kind of do what you want. Yeah, I well. I would, you know, still work with their schedule. So different mm -hmm. brewers would get the opportunity to brew on the small system to do their own recipe, and they would sell that only in the pub. Uh, very rarely would you see it packaged and go out to other bars and restaurants. But it was kind of like a, a nice thing to offer to the brewers instead of just brewing point the way and half all day long. They're like, all right, <laughs> you, it's your turn now. So... Usually when it was a brewer's turn to go make their own recipe, they would let me shadow them on that day, uh, which I'm sure is annoying. They're like, well, you're they're sending like, over them. And yeah. I finally get to make my own beer at this place. And now I got this. I always refer to myself as this little child, but I am. I wouldn't say um, old, but I'm older. I am not a child. About to be 44. Are you seriously 44? Yeah. What's your, I mean, what's your secret here? Because, yeah, you, you, you young looking bastard. It must be that mustache. No, you know, yeah, you know, you look, you look way younger than 44. The fuck out of here. Oh, well, if I shave the mustache off. Oh, yeah, you're going to get ID'd everywhere you go. I have a lot of gray hair now after starting this business. <laughs> no, no, you, you still got a nice dark, dark uh, head of hair there. I think you're fine. Damn fine. Damn fine. So you're now, you're basically peeking over these brewers. Are you, I mean, are you asking a shitload of questions? Are you, take, are you a note taker kind of guy? Like, how do you, how do you learn? Yes. I, I had one of those um, notebooks. It was the same notebook that Daniel Faraday had in Lost. They sold them at like, uh, what's a bookstore? You know, we used to have those. I didn't watch Barnes, Lost. Barnes, Barnes and Noble. Oh, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm sure it was just a prop for the TV well, show. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's but they happen, money right there. They happen to have the exact same like journal. And I recognized it as Daniel Faraday's journal. And I said, all right, this is what I'm going to write my beer notes. And it felt very special. Uh huh. I did like lost. I enjoyed it. I see. Did you like the ending or was I it? Did. I did. I did enjoy the ending thoroughly. See, I, yeah, a lot of my friends like, Oh, you know, Sort of, it's sort of, I feel like the same turn kind of with The Walking Dead, right? Where everyone was really into it, and then it just turned to, like, everyone just hating it. Do you still, did you watch Walking Dead? Is that? I, I never got to a point where I hated it, but I got bored after a while, and I stopped watching it. Yeah, it happens with the shows. Um, but when did you, like, now, when did you meet Ryan? Um, so, originally, I had moved to L.A., to open a restaurant. That was my original plan. Not, I definitely wasn't um, trying to become a professional brewer. My only education outside of high school was culinary school. And I was a touring musician for many years. And when it got to a point where I was really tired of the lifestyle, I went back to bartending because the 
was natural. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like a almost seamless transition. Like you're, it's still late nights. You sleep in, wake up around the crack of noon. Yeah, except touring, you have late nights, but then get up really early and then mm -hmm. start your travel day. Bartending, at least, have some kind of uh, normalcy. Uh, towards the end of playing music, we were flying to shows because we had a pretty bad uh, van accident in Idaho where we hit an icy patch on a bridge, rolled everything. But we had just finished um, playing a showcase for this college circuit. And so we got a bunch of college shows that have a lot of money. So they pay for your board, they pay mm -hmm. for your travel, and our booking agent made his percentage based off of profit. And actually, I guess if the colleges are paying for a flight, I don't know why he would still do this to us. <laughs> but we had the shittiest flights, like always the earliest flight possible. So cramming, I, I think we do two person per hotel room. Oh. And the drummer and I are still really close friends um, who actually just opened a bagel shop in Burbank, Hank's Bagels. Shout out to Hank's Bagels. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we would party it up because we don't know how not to. Of course. Yeah, you're in a band. And how old were you at the time? Um, I was in my, I guess, early 30s. Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I see. I was signed to a label, but we toured on our own dime. Um, they only helped us out with publishing and and streaming at the time, because that was like the new thing. Uh, so like we toured, and um, my guitarist, his parents, uh, old Range Rover. So Jesus. Yeah. Well, because you know, uh, my guitarist is a huge Pantera fan, so he had like the big Mesa Boogie head with you know the pv fucking half stack with his giant guitar and his giant fucking pedal board and all that kind of crap so we had you know a bunch of equipment and we just toured but it was very like local you guys were flying everywhere but this didn't last very long no <laughs> i i got over it pretty quick really um i think the the van accident happened in late november um we ended up taking the rest of the year off and then in January where we met again, um, started doing some writing, but then all these college shows started coming in. So we were probably flying out. It was, I, th I think I could only maintain this for like three months. Uh, eventually the drummer couldn't take it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and he wanted to have some kind of a normal life. And so he quit. And once he quit, I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. And the, the singer was also in charge of the money. Um, That's never good. Realized that he could just hire musicians for cheaper than he had to pay us. Because I had constantly given him ultimatums. Like, like I won't do this anymore unless I'm making this percentage. Yeah. And the lifestyle and him trying to figure out how to make it work just wasn't worth it for me anymore. I wasn't really a fan of the music, so... into an apartment, which would be really cool because I've been homeless for like three years at this point. Um, yeah, and so then I started bartending in a craft beer bar, and that's how I started homebrewing. But I've, I got sidetracked from your question completely. How'd Ryan and I meet? 
this is a conversation. We're, we're just we're just free flowing through there. We're gonna get there. It's fine, folks. It's fine, folks. We'll get, we're, we're, we're swimming back. So things didn't pan out with the restaurant that I was going to open, or the idea of opening a restaurant in Los Angeles. Um, pretty grateful that that it didn't, just because of the success rate of restaurants in general. Um, and so I went back to San Diego because I got offered a job to be an assistant brewer uh, for Mason Ale Works. They hadn't opened yet, but they thought they were pretty much on track. And I had bartended for them before for Urge Gastropub when I lived in San Diego. They said, you can bartend in the meantime until everything gets up and running and give you time to find a place, you know, get situated. And so I loved this idea. Um, Everything fell apart with their building. It got pushed back, uh, I think, at least a year. I want to say a year, year and a half. And I just kept bartending, but then I was getting stir crazy. It's like I need to do something that is some kind of like forward progress. And my friend uh, Greg Peters was working at St. Archer at the time, and I asked him if they were hiring. He got me in there, and they needed someone to work in the lab. And Ryan was running the lab at St. Archer at the time. He just finished the UCSD program and was the lab manager at St. Archer. He was one person at the time, um, but they were trying to find an assistant for him. And they tried me out in the lab. Somehow, I don't know how, but we hit it off. He's, he thought my work was, was good enough. <laughs> I, I definitely never... I, mean, I had very minimal amount of lab experience when I worked at Golden Round. I would just shadow their lab guy and usually be on... Like we actually had like, you know, like a measure, you know, gravity, stuff like that. Was that kind of the stuff he was showing you? Yeah, or? I mean, just yeast, cell counts. Mm-hmm. Um, we would do some QC. Um, I guess I, I, I learned a fair amount at Golden Round. We did draft tech class through um, GW Kent. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, Micromatic. <laughs> That's silly me. Um, Want to take a break right now so you can do your thing? Yeah, I got to yeah, yeah, open yeah. that valve. And we're back. Thanks to the convenience of modern technology. <clears throat> I'm going to try to exercise some brevity. Some brevity. We were just saying that. Word of the day, folks. Brevity. I wish I had the definition on hand. <laughs> Should have looked it up. Okay, so you were meeting Ryan in the oh, lab. Yeah. He's like, yeah, this guy will work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, I, you, you've met Ryan. Yes, I have. He's not the most talkative uh, fellow. Yeah, I remember like uh, we were, I think, yeah, I was writing the article for Beer Paper with you guys, and I sat down to talk. And I, th- yeah, I think I asked you like, oh, you know, how'd you guys get into, you know, into beer? And then you answered the question and then you kind of looked at Jason, Jason, or so they, you looked at Ryan and Ryan's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I talk now. And then Ryan <laughs> talked, <laughs> but yeah, you, had to, you had to give like Ryan a look like, oh, this is the part where you say something. It it's is okay though. It is know? pretty funny. A, a lot of times I will give him that look where you are being assigned to speak. Now. <laughs> well, it's, I understand it. There have been a few interviews I've done where like I've had to kind of like cool let's talk about this thing and then they you know they eventually come out if they you know, have a few drinks in them 
I mean, Ryan definitely has things to say, and he's a, a fun, fun-loving he's a, guy. He's a good dude. Yeah. Uh, it just, to go back to our lab days, I would just talk his ear off all day long <laughs> in the lab. And uh, I remember at our holiday party, I met his wife for the first time, and I just asked her a lot of questions about him because I, I felt bad because I just sit there in the lab and just ramble and ramble and ramble and usually have like one or two word responses. Sometimes I get a sentence out of him, mm-hmm. but I mean, we, we definitely developed a friendship after a while. Um, what did you guys bond over? Like, was there a certain, like a, something particularly that kind of found, like you kind of got your way in or was it just, well, he, he used to play baseball professionally. And so when we first met, which was my first week there, I was folding boxes and he came over and started folding boxes with me and he we just I don't know somehow got into a conversation about how he used to play baseball and how I used to play music and there's a lot of similarities uh in the lifestyle like traveling constantly um well isn't that it's like that dynamic I always hear right where it's like athletes love to be musicians would love to be musicians and some musicians would love to be athletes like there's that sort of relationship there yeah they say that about actors too actors yeah. want to be musicians yeah but once you've been an actor it's really difficult to make that transition it's it i guess it's be. become you what more people have proven it oh yes yeah, in, re- in recent times and then there's people like bruce willis who are like you know what just, just yeah act, just act buddy <laughs> not everybody can be eddie murphy hey hey listen bruce willis i love you man i'm just saying not that he listens to this podcast he may be though maybe he's a you know your family don't know about but i'm just saying bruce willis you're you're great and diehard christmas movie by the way no how are you on the christmas movie thing with diehard aren't the first two during christmas yeah 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 i'm for that yeah it's 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 fair so uh with ryan like when did you guys realize or when did this when did ogopogo kind of first start becoming a thing we both have the same idea the same business model we wanted to open a brewery um we both wanted to open a brewery in Los Angeles. Uh, his wife was working up here, and it just made sense to work and live in the same city. Um, and so San Diego I, was never an option at all? Or? Well, originally, I was still planning on opening a restaurant in L.A., but mm-hmm. I was switching gears, and the idea was to have it be a brew pub, and I was going to do this uh, with a friend. Um Certain things in life sometimes just don't work out and kind yeah. of fell apart. Um, so we'd talk about what we're going to do one day all the time. And one day Ryan just said, if we're both going to do the same thing, why don't we do it together? I said, I don't know. Do you, do you feel like you need me? He said, <laughs> Jesus, Jason. He said no. Uh, <laughs> and he said, he said we work really well together. And I said, that's true. And there's definitely some complementary uh, elements. I had been a freelance graphic designer, um, definitely, you know, more on the arts and crafts side. Where, not that Ryan ever wanted to be a finance guy, but he, his brain can at least handle it. Where uh, we would we would not exist anymore if I was handling the money. Oh, well, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we would have ever gotten off the ground. No, this yeah. Sometimes people like that personality, you need someone like that. Like, you need someone that kind of 
has a sense, has a grip of the numbers. Cause yeah, I, I would be the same. If I handled the business, like and handled the money, we'd, I'd be fucked. We'd be fucked. I, I, I'm not that guy. I like to be creative and have my own, I have ideas and things, but I can't handle money. I'm just not good at it. I'm, I'm the guy that spends the money, <laughs> which I'm sure really sucks for him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm sure he's always like, you're killing me, Jason. But generally, we, we have a conversation before we make decisions. Um, we were, before all this happened, we were about to expand. We were looking to add three more tanks mm-hmm. and potentially buy a can line. Uh, hopefully, when this all blows over, that still happens. It, it would have been great if we had purchased this can line before three months ago. Went down. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what so you guys decide that this is you guys are gonna go for it? Um, how did you like talk, you know talk to some of our listeners like the process of like all right you you have this idea because there are people out there that, that for some reason still want to open a brewery for reasons unknown right? So <laughs> you have this idea you want to brew, uh, you have this idea for this thing. Um, what's the next step after that? Is it do you do you, do you find the finances for it right? Yeah, and definitely Ryan did more of that. We have, I don't know the exact number, but it's not a ton. Um, But it's all, for the most part, friends and family is the investors. Um, He definitely knew more people with money than I did. Um, (laughs) I won't get professional baseball, man. Tell you something. Well, some money there. I don't, I don't really. F- I think it's mostly like family. Um, I'll have to ask him. I don't know how many baseball friends are investors. I know there's at least one. Um, but yeah, we we gathered the dollars. Not enough dollars. Uh, it never. It never is. I feel like you you gather enough thinking. Okay, this should be fine. But then like, you know, things pop up as they always do. Um, when did you fall? Like when? What made you decide on this place? Um, we'd searched for a building for over two years. Um, Ryan did a majority of that work. Actually, Ryan did all of that work. Um, uh, he was living up here and he was working at Golden Road at the time, actually. Uh, when we both went our separate ways after St. Archer, he got a job at Golden Road and then Mason Aleworks finally, uh, got, got going. And so I started working there. Um, so since he was up here, he was working with a broker. We looked forever. We found three other locations that were promising, but something all there was always a snag in the end. Either a landlord was using us as leverage to get in a different tenant, um, but eventually, <laughs> I'm sure there was plenty of investors who were like, "Come on, guys, should we get off the pot already?" Yeah, right. I mean uh, it. One of the hardest parts was we wanted to be a brew pub originally. We definitely wanted food to be an element, and we didn't want distribution to be a big part of our game. We wanted, you know, brew 10-barrel batches, uh, try to serve as much as it can in-house. And we just could not find a building. Uh, so, like, what, like, was packaging even part of it, too? Or was it just We weren't mostly... planning on it. Really? Which is crazy. because. Yeah. Uh, packaging is such a big part of mm-hmm. what we're doing now and just the artwork in general um, has like I don't want to pat myself on the back too hard but it, it has made 
an enormous difference in how people have perceived our brewery ever since we started canning and seeing the package and having uh, what I think is a unique look. Oh, yeah. One of your cans. Which one was the one with the, with the UFO invasion on it? Oh, the Vimana. That was our one-year anniversary beer. Uh, just the can alone is so fucking pretty. As he sips his beer. Let's talk about patting yourself on the back. Great beer, by the way. Oh, we try our darndest. <laughs> um, so you decide this place. Um, I guess I didn't really answer the question. No, but we'll dance around it. We found this building. Yeah. The city of San Gabriel was eager to get different business in here. Um, obviously, you lived in San Gabriel, so you're aware of what is around here. Um, there is a, a local dive bar, and uh, there's a really good ramen spot. Yeah. And there's a lot of good food in general. Good food. Uh, but in terms of like beer, there's this place, there's a stuffed sandwich. But yeah, yeah. But in terms of a brewery, yeah, San Gabriel was dry. And massage parlors. There's a lot oh, of those. so many massage parlors. I tried to, I, I haven't gone to one yet. Uh, I don't know. It, yeah. It gives me the heebie jeebies, right? Well, I don't know how many legitimate. Uh, Massage parlors. <laughs> they're actually like on the directory. They're actually like a software company on paper. I won't go too deep into that. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't want to expose, you know. I don't I don't want to expose anybody, you know. Have a good business going and we're going to fuck it up. I'm sorry. That's that's terrible. Anyway. Well, so. <laughs> the city was eager to get us in here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we were looking in the city of Los Angeles, they who normally would quote getting a cup uh i'll try not to do too many acronyms a uh, condition of use that's all we're, that's all we're used to now so um they would try to get it done in 10 to 12 months mm-hmm. or i think they quote six to 12 months is what it is but really it is 10 to 12 um san gabriel said we want you here we can get it done in three months they got it done in two hell yeah uh, that's awesome it was Certainly great to not have to sit on a building and pay rent while you can't do anything. Right. Uh, we wouldn't, that would have been the end of this as well. It was another reason why it was hard for us to find a building. Just, we did not raise as, enough money as we should have, which is what everyone tells you. Uh, yeah. And it's also expensive to start a business in California. Like, it's super expensive. And everyone tells you, don't do it. <laughs> but we, but we don't listen. <laughs> it told us to stay inside. We don't listen. Yeah, we're terrible <laughs> listeners. Um, and then what I find interesting also, I mean, your your brew deck is 100% <laughs> DIY like a mother. How, like, I mean, how did you, did you, did you design it on paper? You just said, fuck it, we're going to roll with it. Like, is it a Frankenstein of sorts? We did. Well, we designed all the pathways on paper, um, but we didn't, like, draw it to scale we just knew i'm gonna need a valve here i'm gonna need a valve here this has to go here and here it was a discussion like that um was there oh, one though like, was there a decision you made you're like shit and you didn't think about it until you saw it in front of you like oh crap there there's a few because you you bitch about your brew house no matter where it comes from Absolutely. like oh this is the stupidest thing why would they do this so you have this gift like all right we're designing our own brew house right now it's all used dairy um 
Ryan took a course at a community college uh, to learn how to weld and then just practiced a lot uh, building all of our furniture. And so him and his cousin uh, welded the second walls on the brew house tanks. So the insulation for the hot liquor tank and the insulation for the kettle and the lower section of the kettle because um, it's a direct fire system. And when it came time, there's there's a couple decisions <laughs> for sure. There are some that I, when we first started brewing on it, I would say like, Ryan, why is this here? And he said, that was your idea. Damn it. And then I would say, oh. Ryan, what were you thinking? <laughs> uh, it turned out it actually served a purpose. I just didn't think of it at the time. Right. Uh, one of the questions that he asked me early on is where I would like the manway for our mash tun. And just having brewed on Premier Systems so many times, I was like, oh, the, the manway should go here. That's just <laughs> where it always goes. But for the layout of our building, it would have made sense to put it on the exact opposite side of the right. vessel. Um, there's, there's funny little quirks like that. Um, the control panel was built, uh, by a friend, uh, Drew Caricato. Um, we had ordered all the solenoids before we met with him or consulted with him to, uh, design the panel. And one of the solenoids, uh, had a different wattage than the rest and where we bought them, they won't sell us the old version anymore and the control panel works with the other ones but not that one not that one (laughs) so our cold water to manifold button does not work (laughs) i have i've been searching for a solenoid (laughs) and they will match nowhere on the market with the wire i i'm gonna find it you have to go to like that one mom and pop hardware shop in like boyle heights that's run by this old Mexican dude that speaks very little English and he'll have it. That's where you're going to have, that's that, those are the depths that you're going to have to dive to get that shit. I feel like. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> Cause I did try a McMaster car and usually that's the, uh, the go-to if you can't find something. And they did, they said not with those Watts. We actually bought these originally from GW Kent and I got a guy on the phone there who admitted that they had them, but they don't sell them anymore. And he proceeded to argue with me about the wiring in our control panel. And I just said, all I can say is these solenoids work (laughs) and this one doesn't. (laughs) I I did a lot of the electrical in our building, Mm -hmm. but I'm not an electrician. So this is why we hired someone else to build our control panel. Um, but yeah, he got very argumentative with me oh. about, uh, elect- wired ride. electricity and he's like, well, what happens when this happens? And I, I think I just lied. And then he yelled at me cause he didn't, he knew that I lied to him. I was like, well, can't you just sell me this one? <laughs> just like it's over with, please, please. And he would not, he refused. He's like, if you can prove to me. Oh my this- God. He's one of those. Oh. Like, don't take your job so seriously. Just, but, you know, I, I get it. Okay, so how long did it take once you got these installed, everything? When did you brew your first batch of beer? Um, and how did it go? Let's see. 
we opened in June two years ago. Is uh, that the first time I came in here? I think I, I just guess. walked in and you were working the bar and I was like, hey, what's up? We were only allowed to be open on Sundays because we applied for a temporary use right, permit. Right, right. Yeah. Just to try to generate some money. And they gave us six weeks. So until the middle of July, we were only open one day a week. And we were, the brew house still wasn't finished. We hadn't finished passing inspection. So we were brewing on a one barrel pilot system that we had also Frankenstein together. Um, and we're just brewing these one barrel batches trying to make enough. What was that? Boom. I don't know. I think it's fine. Damn fine. Damn fine. Damn fine. Um, yeah, just to maintain. And then I think we brewed our first batch like right after we passed inspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, probably middle of July, 2018. How was the like was there kind of a slow like kind of I, I think I remember I came in here and I was like is this Ogopogo and you're like yeah and I was like oh, okay what's up and then was there a lot of like people kind of wandering in like what is this place like how was it before we opened yeah when you guys like, I think it's you guys it's like a soft open right um I mean people would show up because we were already listed on Google um not on Yelp at the time but there was the occasional person who would just show up. There was some locals that would just bring us food and say, we're so happy that you're coming here. When You need to taste some of like the local That's awesome. cuisine, which was like uh, Petrillo's. Uh, some, oh, yeah, some, someone brought us a, a giant pizza. Someone brought us a giant sandwich from Claro's. Um, yeah, it was pretty sweet feeling because one of the things that we definitely set out to do was create a space that a community would embrace and mm-hmm. bring people together and uh, it, it, it certainly worked out um, our, our, our tasting room I guess is what everyone shoots to, to do and so people whose kids play on the same soccer team they may have never spoken a word to that and person before and yeah. Here. yeah I know it's one of the things I've noticed even now like I mean I, I've uh, I don't live too far from you guys, so I've been here. I, I think like almost once a week, <laughs> buying more of your beer because I fucking love your beer. But something I've noticed that every time I've come here to you know grab my beer, there's always like a local here that's like, oh, you know, I'm so glad you guys are like, you know, and they're and they're very happy to like spend their dollars at a, at a local establishment. I think it's very cool that you have that like you kind of spurred that loyalty. So that's it's hard to do. In a, in, in a, especially in LA now, where it, there's so many breweries to choose from, it's very cool to see that like they're, every brewery is able to kind of have their own like scene. Yeah, I, I think we have our own scene. <laughs> Come on, fucker, talk to me here. <laughs> um, I, I guess on that note, we the first year we were open, we we're not open on Mondays and Tuesdays, and. On a Monday after Thanksgiving, we had a Friendsgiving in the brewery with all people that we had met just because we opened this place. And it was a real amazing, heartwarming thing to do. And it was a a potluck Friendsgiving, but it was all these families. um, Everyone, you know, pitched in to make it like a Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But I think we had probably 
like 30, 30 plus. I might not be counting kids, uh, people in here. Um, just enjoying each other's company. Uh, it was even a weird part where I got up on the bar and thanked everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, that that's like every every owner brewer. It, it, you have to stand on the bar at least once and deliver a thank you speech. It's 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 a requirement, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. How I mean, it's it's. I hate to use that overused term of like it's uncertain times. It's it's weird. Um, what's been one thing that sort of like lifted your spirits during this whole thing? This lifted my spirit. If anything, yeah, well, I guess a little like, thing you like, like that you've seen lately, that would also fall in the community. Yeah, uh, they've come out. Yeah, it was surprising. Um, I was down in San Diego for a baby shower uh, the Sunday that it was announced, and we're closed Mondays and Tuesdays. So, well, we're open Tuesdays now, for the record, for to go <laughs> and delivery sales. Um, hit, hit up their website, ogopogobrewco.com. <laughs> And I had to panic like two days, like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, great. Our online store is not sufficient for what we need it to do. I'm not a web designer and I have to build a store right now. And we weren't sure what was going to happen. And we opened up that Wednesday. And the amount of people who just showed up for to go orders before we started delivering uh, was amazing. And we were worried. We're like, oh, it's probably because it's the first day. It really felt like it was a lot of people showing up. Sure, they love the beer or they, they love being part of this. But it, it really felt like they were trying to support us. Yeah. Like, we know that you need us. Well, yeah, it's one of those things like we, you know, when you guys opened up here, you have this whole group of people that have been waiting. Because San Gabriel, there are a lot of people here that love beer. We're all waiting for like a brewery to show up. And then you finally showed up. Now everyone's coming here. And not only do you, you know, make the beer, you know, good so people come back, but you win an award for it. You guys won uh, GABF, right? You won a GABF award. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. That, Talk that about did, it. I mean, did how did it feel? Like, I mean, there's, there's got to be a, a feeling of like, you know, you're justified. Like, you know, you, you took all those risks to open this place up and you won a GABF. Um, it was weird. It was kind of, um, I don't know if neat is the right word for it. Um, it just, Ryan and I were at the award ceremony together, just the two of us. Um, obviously, we have zero expectations of placing in anything. as our first year being open. Um, it, I don't even know if I'm competitive in nature, but I, I do like, to know there's some validation in what yeah. we're doing. And, and generally that comes from people, you know, saying positive things about the beer. Definitely. I'm not on untapped or whatever else people review. You, you don't, you don't check people that you're, you don't check any of the online stuff. Like what people say about the brewery or stuff like that. Um, whenever there's a negative Yelp review, Ryan sends it to me <laughs> and I read it <laughs> and they're usually great. I love them. Yeah. Sometimes they're funny. Yeah, sometimes they're like, you're just like, really? Really? Um, a while back, someone had created uh, a Facebook page called Untapped Unleashed. And breweries could post their really awful reviews. Um, eventually, Untapped became aware of it and got rid of it. 
but it was hilarious. You could just read these ridiculous, often misspelled, yeah, for <laughs> often sure, often poor sentence structure reviews that are hilarious. So while that existed, I would read our reviews, hoping to find something funny enough to post. Not that not that I couldn't find negative reviews because there certainly was, mm-hmm. but I couldn't find anything that was you know worthwhile to to share on there. And then I was like, eh, this, I can read negative Yelp reviews of any business all day long because they're so entertaining. And I found myself going down that spiral, and so I, I had to cut myself off. No, I mean that's it, it's it's smart because sometimes there are people just they're just trolls. Like I went through a negative Yelp review. It was funny. Like I, you know, even you, you know me like decently well. Smart ass. Talk a lot of shit most of the time. Um, and it was one day I was working in the tap room, and uh, I guess the, I, you know, this girl wanted to order a flight, but she took forever. So I gave her time. I had a line, so I had to kind of deal. Like, you know what? Take your time. When you're ready, I'll take care of you. So I take care of the people in line, and at the end, I go, hey, like, are you ready? She goes, oh, it took you forever. And, like, I looked at her, and, like, I went into this, like, uh, I forgot what I said. Like, don't sass me, girl, which is clearly, like, obviously non-threatening at all. Like, I'm obviously fucking around. And um, a customer that was next to her, he was a local. He ended up paying for her flight of beer. And then she still went on Yelp and complained about it. Like, oh, it took so long for this flight, and the and the beer was terrible. I didn't finish my flight, and I get the I get the you know the the screenshot from the owner. I'm like, ah. I'm, and I I tell him like, look, like I'm telling you, like I I did everything, you know I was did, did everything right. Um, turned out that customer, that local, ended up posting a comment reply and like roasted her, which was like a small victory, a small <laughs> victory for me. It was it was it was nice. Just that one, you know, he didn't have to, but just that he kind of went to task for me. I, I, I appreciate that, Matt. Thank you. Shout out. Anyway, yeah, Yelp reviews can be weird. I, I love them. <laughs> I, have to, I have to see the, I have to check out this Facebook page now. It's called. It, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, son of a. It was great. Um, I remember when it went down, you know, got the usual comments, like the people. This is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, of course. Like, it's you know, it's sort of part of being even in the food industry, too, in food industry too. I'm sure those restaurants get some ridiculous reviews if they're negative. Um, something you're also known for uh, that I love uh, is your collaborations. You have one you mentioned earlier. I don't know if you could say it on air with North Park. Can we talk about it? Is yeah, kind of. We actually have secretive. Not, we actually haven't done a ton of collaborations. I think we've done. Three. You dealing with Drake's, Drake's People Mover. Well, these are all coming out. These the, the People Mover and North Park. Um, yeah, I mean we, you've, they're not secrets. You've no, 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 no. Look at me like I'm exposing secrets. No, I just I don't feel like we've done a ton of collaborations. I when I worked at Mason, they were I felt like they're doing a collaboration every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we did a beer with the rock group, the one and only People Mover. And we're actually going to do the one and only is right. Yeah. Did they really do it in costume? Yes. Well, what are you talking Enough. about? There's no costumes. I mean, did they, they really uh, show up? Yeah, they're a, a band of yetis. <laughs> I, I just 
It's a because I mean, you mentioned that like last time I saw you that that they actually came in like yeah they were they were in character, amazing. Uh, they never broke character. Uh, Not once did they go to the bathroom. I don't know. I, I want to expose their business here. I'm not trying to. Expose I was a little. I was a little starstruck, so I don't know if I was paying attention <laughs> to their bathroom breaks. I imagine that's got to be difficult. Um, they came with their manager. They're the greatest. Their manager, Stacy, is the greatest. Uh, they, when texting and emailing, they only write in capital letters and they don't use vowels. Well, they'll use vowels if it's really necessary. And if it weren't for Stacy, it'd be really difficult to communicate with them. See, I would, I would have loved to have been there just to see how that process way i mean did they like nod no, sort of they, body they speak they speak yeah they voices sp- they speak english they're like like cavemen uh i found myself talking to them like they were children but knowing full well that these are adult males yeah and yeah. maybe i should just talk to them like regular people and they are the only ones that have to be in like a character yeah yeah they grunted <laughs> a lot they called me beer man like, ha oh, you funny beer man. Um, it was it was amazing. That's it awesome. was a lot of fun. They're going to hopefully come back for the packaging day, which is on the 14th. Um, <laughs> it'll be great to have them. I hope you post a video off pack. I oh. will we'll definitely. Yeah, you fucking have to. Are you kidding me? The original plan was they were going to play at our second anniversary this July. But and. Yeah, we don't know. We don't, we don't know. know but that was going to be an amazing opportunity. I could have yeah. one of my favorite bands perform at my brewery, and we were going to release the second beer that we do with them, which was going to be a Czech Pilsner. Uh, we're we're doing four beers. One is like the the people brew, which is has the whole band on the can, and it's supposed That's to be a beer for everyone. And then, uh, interestingly enough. Uh, <laughs> These Yetis have a pretty old school taste in beer, and really, what are they drinking? Well, when I asked, Marzins? when I asked what they wanted to make, uh, Snowball, the singer and guitar player, uh, stated that he likes English beers. Ooh, like Cascales. He likes malty beers, and I said, Snowball, I hear you. <laughs> Can we make uh, something that's going to sell yeah. for the love of God? <laughs> <laughs> I got to return on these motherfuckers. So we came to an agreement with the first uh, the first beer. People Brew is going to be a hazy IPA, but he wanted it to be lower in alcohol because he wants it to be approach- approachable. Yeah. And what kind of hops did you use on that thing? Uh, well, because he's from the forest. He said that he wanted uh, piney hops. So it's a hazy IPA, but it is hops uh, with a lot of well mosaic. But there's a ton of Simcoe and Chinook. Chinook. I just tasted it before it gets its second dry hop. It's not piney enough. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that I can get some uh, pininess. Who knows? Snowball it's an actual pines and just toss it in. Snowball there. might be let down by the first beer. Hey, you know what, dude? Listen, it's it's quarantine. There are no rules at this point. Just fucking throw some pine needles in there, dude. Snowball, you weren't here for the dry hop. Yeah, it's snowball. 
Well, he's he's got a kid. You know, he's got a little snow. Yeah, little snow nugget or something. I don't know. Um, but the next beer we're gonna do with them is gonna be a Czech Pills. We're also going to do a barrel aged beer. Um, we'll probably do some silly boil, silly adjunct. You have some barrels over there, yeah. Are those still? Is yeah, there any in there? Those are uh, Woodford Reserve barrels, and they're filled with an 11% stout. Uh, we haven't decided what we're doing with those yet. Now, I was going to ask, are you, I mean, with everything going on, is that something like that's constant in your head? Like, what the hell am I going to do with all this fucking beer? Uh, I haven't tried it since January, and I've just been kind of busy that I forgot. Uh, <clears throat> well, I'm here. <laughs> so we'll. We'll probably pull samples soon and <laughs> figure out. It, it's kind of weird because packaging dictates um, so much when you don't have your own packaging line. And since we're mobile canning um, through a boom hut, who I love. Shout out. Um, they're in the weeds right now, so it really comes down to their schedule. We hopefully will buy a can line at some point this year. And it'll make some of those decisions easier to make. But the beer, once it's ready-ish, will do what needs to be done, and then schedule a packaging day, and then all the fun stuff that goes along. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things that you do online is you <laughs> <laughs> you go on Instagram. And you, you know, you do a selfie video eating a banana. Why? How did that? Why? I'm, I'm, I mean, it, I, I'm not discouraging you from doing it because it's hilarious to me. But what made you start doing that? Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily have a, a love for bananas, but it's it's a convenient fruit. Uh, source, source of potassium. Yeah. I've I, I drink a lot of coffee, and I've heard that eating a banana can help reduce anxiety that is driven from caffeine. So I try to eat some bananas at some point in my relationship. Uh, my wonderful girlfriend Allison, who runs our tasting room. She and I were in the same room, and I was eating a banana, and I happened to look at her while eating the banana in, I guess, kind of a, like, seductive way. <laughs> and she didn't like it. <laughs> and then I didn't really know what Snapchat was used for at the time, and then I realized this is what Snapchat is used for. So yeah, this is what it's made for. I started, you know, using filters, making banana <laughs> videos, and sending them to her on a regular basis, and she would get upset with me. <laughs> Eventually, I started sending them to other people, and they would get upset with me. Not everyone. Some people love this. Uh, some people unfollowed me, <laughs> blocked me. Damn. And then Instagram came up with the story feature, and I said. This will make it available for everyone. So then I started. Captive audience. Yeah. Started. Because you're going to go through your stories. One time I ate a corn dog at Disneyland. And Did you have Mickey ears on at the time? Uh, I think. I hope so. I think so. Uh-huh. Um, but there was a backlash. My fans 
We're like, nope, not a banana. So the next day, your fans made their voices heard. I got a hot dog bun, and I put a banana in the oh, hot dog for bun. For fuck's sake! For fuck's sake! And then I put ketchup and mustard. Oh no! On the banana. No. No. And then I ate no. the banana I don't out of the bun. That. And that's a crime. Usually, speaking of breaking character, usually I could keep my composure while eating a banana, but this time I started laughing. A lot of people asked, what did it taste like? And, and it tastes like all of those things. It tastes like bread. It tastes like a banana. banana with ketchup it tastes like and ketchup and mustard. And mustard. Mm. It was I'm yeah, no. No, I, that's, that's, you know, there's a level. No, sir. I, fuck. Can you, if, do you have a video of that still? I hope you find, I hope you have it. Still. I did save the. Yes. I hope that you repost it when this airs. I'm going to remind you to repost it. I'll just text it to you. Oh, oh, good. I'll have that at my disposal at all times in case I ever need it. I don't, I don't use my personal Instagram page. Enough. I noticed. I think so, I tried to Instagram DM you once, and think, it took me like messaging Ali, like, "Hey, can you fucking talk to Jason?" Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He never checks. Well, now we have each other's telephone numbers. Right now, I can bother you at my leisure. Well, I run the brewery's Instagram, and that is already daunting. <laughs> I cannot wait to give have that, someone deal yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a it's a beast. Social media. I don't even. If I didn't have to do it, I would totally. I think that is a true sign of graduating to the next level as a small business owner when you can give away your social media media responsibility. (laughs) Uh, Now, before we let you go, before we let you uh, right off into the sunset here, figuratively, of course. Man, what is... What, what, what keeps you going during all of this? Um, I guess at a young age, I I wanted to be a painter. And that didn't happen. Mostly because I grew up in a military family, and my father just signed me up with every recruiter. Oh, you were a brat, huh? I don't know if that was a brat. Military brat, no? I was just a, a really talented young artist. <laughs> uh Damn with the man, man. And um, when I realized that I wasn't going to be able to go to school for art, I sorry, we just got a visit from Allison. I was already playing in a punk rock band. Oh, so you're already rebelling in every way possible. And I said, well, I guess the only other choice I have is to become a rock god. And then that didn't happen. Banana beer banana god. So it kind of works out. I think the idea was not having a boss. And obviously, even if you own your own business, you answer to something. But I think that is the best. I mean, being a freelance graphic designer isn't the worst thing in the world, but it certainly isn't fun dealing with other people's opinions that don't know what it is they want. Um, So it's definitely freeing being able as an artist to do each can design 
make the beer recipes, um, which is really rocket surgery. Rocket surgery. Yeah. It's a thing. Do you want to tell people what you say when you get frustrated? Why I called you the poet of our time? Um, it's not my quote. <laughs> and probably, I don't know, do you say really offensive things on this program? Uh, yes, I, I, tend, I tend to get in trouble for it, but who cares? Um, just uh, being a fan of um, entertaining expletives. Uh, when I first met my girlfriend, I don't remember the context, but she exclaimed, shitballs bukkake and i really enjoyed that phrase and it's a hilarious phrase i laughed out loud when you sent it to me when we were trying to settle this interview and i still it's i will never not find that funny as a the giant child that i am you know i think it's a great way to end the end the interview what do you think yeah yeah i think so jason thank you so much for jumping on how do people support Ogopogo in this in this time of uncertainty? Go to the website, Ogopogo Brew Co. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, we still love seeing people's faces here at the brewery doing the to-go beer. Just don't uh, touch it. Yeah. I mean, we wash our hands regularly. Um, we're going to start giving away free hand sanitizer with orders probably next week or maybe Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just waiting on one last ingredient to get here um, we got a bunch of little bottles we just figured it'd be a nice little thing and folks come in can uh, come in and get beer to go uh is it is it wednesday or is it tuesday wednesday through tuesday through sunday tuesday we're just sunday. closed on monday so we have one day to yeah. recoup and and what are the hours you remember or? uh two, <laughs> two to seven three to seven. i remember in my what's the word i wanted to use for being old old my graduated years elevated there you go something like that who knows so seven o'clock and then you can order online and get it delivered yes i don't think i answered that question you just said seven o'clock well it's like two or three which one is it two to seven two to seven there it is tuesday to friday and then saturday sunday noon to five noon to five and then delivery do online can you call or delivery online ogopogobruco.com uh it's a 15-mile radius. We'll kind of wiggle with you a little bit if it's just outside. We just ask for same-day orders to be in before 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Ideally, earlier than that is is better. Right. Um, and, yeah, oh, we're also shipping beer through Bev. Um, I don't recall how many states they're in, but at least it gets us a little bit outside of California. Mm-hmm. But all over California. I think Arizona, a few other, a few other places you can ship to. Let's go to the website. I'm sure it'll have all the information there. Again, Jason, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with me on this quarantine edition of the Hop Show. It's the name of the show, by the way. I don't I know if I told you that. I didn't know that was the name of the, the show. The Hop Show. Well, I do the intro by myself. Or I talk all kinds of shit about you, but you know, I don't want to do it in front of you because where's the fun in that? The Hop Show. The Hop Show. Hashtag. Hashtag it, please, folks. I need the views. Uh, anyway, Jason, thank oh, you yeah. so much. Thank you. We'll take a picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're supposed to record other. this, and you didn't record shit. And I'll, I'll post the hashtag, hashtag Hop Show. Get your shit together. Hashtag Javi Brews. Hashtag and at Javi Brews.
And uh, that's it, man. Uh, thank you again. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much. Cheers. And that was it, folks. That was this week's edition of The Hop Show. Thanks to Jason, Ali, and everyone over at Ogopogo for all their wonderful, wonderful help to make this podcast happen. Uh, make sure, once again, folks, elsagundobrewing.com slash store for all your beer needs. Uh, make sure to hit up hoppedla.com for a map of different breweries that have deliveries and to-go options. The latest articles. We have videos that we're uh, that we're loading up. Matt Gary and the rest of the team. We've all been really busy to crank out all this content for you in this time of crisis. Uh, so I hope that you all enjoyed this week's episode. Until next week, my friends. Cheers. <laughs>